now and again. There's a little thing called resentment that likes to play the hearts and minds of moms all across the nation. And it's one of those things that is really toxic. Not from like you hear people people say, you know, she's toxic, he's toxic, he needs to be canceled. But if from an imagery standpoint, if you think about something that starts at one thing and it spreads at a very fast and unhealthy rate and has the potential to blow up everything around it, that's kind of how resentment is. I don't want that to happen for you, okay? So today we're going to talk about how to eliminate resentment and move past it. Let's chat. Hello and welcome again to the Monthly You Podcast. I am your host, Chastity. I am so happy to have you here with me. I'm a therapist, a mom just like you, and I also happen to coach moms just like you. And I love being able to help you along your journey of balancing motherhood and work and everything in between as you look through and connect with your emotions and building that emotional safety for yourself, reconnecting to your identity and getting rid of that overwhelm, burnout and icky stuff in between. Okay. Before we get into our topic of discussion today, I want to remind you that I have the five free um, day challenge. It's a reset challenge that will help you kind of do the things that I just talked about. Resetting to um, what's important to you, why it's important to you. You really get a chance to assess and do inventory of what you say you want to do and who you want to be and what's actually happening. It allows you to fill in that gap so that you can take actionable steps of fulfilling this part in this uh, season that you're in, right? So go to the description and find it so that you can start today. So listen, let's dig right in. You know, there are a lot of definitions about resentment and there are a lot of ways that we can talk about it and express it. And I've kind of come up with my own definition through the years of working with clients and hearing their experiences and what it feels like for them and what it sounds like for them. I've kind of come up with this. Resentment to me is you have needs that are unmet as you watch the people around you get their needs met. So you're over here and you have a collection of things that you want to do, you need to do, um, you want to feel, you need to feel, but it's overstepped. Okay, that's on the left side. But in this same instance, in the same moment, you look across from you, whether that is your partner, whether that, that's your children, your friend, whoever it is, you look across the way and you see that someone else is getting that exact need met. And in the middle of where you are and your unmet needs and where they are with their met needs is resentment. The question of how is it that they get to do what they want to do without guilt? And it's okay. How is it that they get to say what they want to say, set a boundary that they want to set a boundary around, and it's okay, and I don't, right? It's this, you're existing in your own reality, but you're watching someone else do something that you want or need to happen. So when it comes to like identifying or working through some of the resentment that you currently have, and honestly, I see... Most of my clients talk about their resentment related to, you know, their husband, their partner. So it's kind of like, you know, 
at least for me, and I've talked about this before. When my girls were in, you know, the postpartum stage and they were teeny tiny and, um, you know, they're waking up every two to three hours trying to live their best life in the middle of the night and you are so dog tired. What happens for me and what happens to a lot of uh, moms that I know is, you know, I would sit that, um, that monitor right beside my ear and I would just pop up and look at it every now and again, almost anticipating when they would cry so that they didn't have to cry a long time. I would just go in, pop the boob or the bottle in and they would, you know, it, it would be a peaceful night or morning. We know that that isn't always the case, but that was the hope, okay? But in my doing that, in putting the monitor right next to my side of the bed, my husband used to just sleep right through it, couldn't hear a sound. And so I remember one day just looking at him like, I can't believe I'm up in the middle of the night, just graveyard shift, and you are frolicking in your dreams. You haven't budged. You haven't budged one bit. Your eyes are just as restful as anything. And I'm up, right? So my reality was watching his reality. And I felt resentment. Is that, has that scenario played out for you or something very similar? I know it has for, again, a lot of the moms that I work with and I talk to. So when these types of scenarios happen, First, it's one to keep in, it's good to keep in mind that those scenarios, those instances are never isolated. Resentment is not about isolated events, right? Something happens one time and one time only. That's not going to build up resentment. Resentment is little things over time creating this realization for you that, oh, my need is not getting met, but theirs is at the same time. So you have this combination this compilation, is that a word, of all of these things, these different scenarios of you not getting your needs met, and you've come to the conclusion that it's, not, it's unfair. It's unfair for them to get what they needed and me not. So what do you do with that, right? What do you do when you feel this resentment in your heart, soul, and body? Well, I have a few things for you. The first thing is kind of more of a question style. You know how I like to pose a good question for you to have some reflection around this. The first thing is thinking through when does your resentment show up the most? For me, it was in the nighttime. During those nighttime feedings where I felt like, you know, I was going to turn into a dragon at any point because I was just so tired. Okay. And he was getting all the sleep that he needed. That was a resentful moment compiled of many moments for me. That was when I felt the most resentful. That is what kind of carried over into my attitude the next day. But what is it for you? When do you feel the most resentful? Is it when, you know, he gets a chance to uh, leave house, leave the house a little bit early or travel more than you get to do? Is it that they are um still connected to their old set of friends like they used to is it that your kids have everything that they need and everything that they want at a moment's notice is it that um maybe a friend that you know got a specific gender of a child or they got this house that you wanted or whatever it is like what 
when do you feel the most resentful? Because that can tell you a whole lot about the core and the root of it. Once you start to recognize that pattern and see when it happens, you can start having conversations, which is the second kind of part of this. Um, conversations with whoever that person is um, can be helpful. Now, you're probably not going to have conversations with your children about this, but <laughs> having conversations with you know your spouse and figuring it out, like how are we going to maneuver through this is very important. So first, before you have conversations, is asking yourself, why is it that you haven't been able to feel confident enough to have the conversation in the first place? What is keeping you or holding you back from speaking that need or that want or desire that you have? Is there a fear there that your need will continue to be unmet? Do you feel like you're going to be nagging, that you're going to get on their nerves, that um, your complaint really isn't that big or that you don't deserve it, that they haven't seen you do enough, right? What is it that um, is kind of keeping you from being articulate or communicative around that specific need? So identify that first. Manage that because you can speak truth to whatever that lie is, right? Oh, you know, they're going to think that you're um, overreacting. Well, in the past, when I brought up things to them, they've never said that I was overreacting. So this is just like a mind gremlin and I can just kind of shoo them off, right? So I can move forward with trying to design this conversation or have this conversation um, designed like it's a, a house or something. Um, I can move forward with having this conversation and not feel this way, right? So, okay, the pre-work is done, right? So you see how that's done? Go and do that. Then is the actual conversation itself. When it comes to having these conversations, it is always good to be very specific about what it is you need and how you want it to be expressed. Because sometimes they'll say things like, I just want you to clean more, or I just want you to hug me more, or I just want to be able to go out and have some free time, right? We'll say these kind of general things that aren't specific enough. Maybe you think it's specific because you've played it out in your mind over and over again. You know what you mean, but they don't know what you mean. So you got to break it all the way down to them. You got to get real specific. I'm talking things like, you know, lately I have been feeling very disconnected from my friends. And I notice that anytime that I'm not physically present with them, I start to you know, doubt myself a little bit more. I lack the encouragement in the community that I need. And it just, it just takes so much out of me. I need that in-person connection with my friends and I'm not getting that. I have to be honest with you that when I see you, you know, planning your whatever out with the guys and you're, you're living your best life, that makes me feel some kind of way. I want to be able to do that as well. So this is kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking, Every other Friday or once a month, I have a couple hours to get together with my girls and I live my best life and, and you hold down the fort and I pray in the meantime. And y'all, that's just, that's going to be a workout. That's going to help me feel less resentment towards you and your ability to do something that I feel like I can't. So listen, rewind that if you need to and take notes and go back and have this type of conversation. It can be one of the most freeing things for you for someone else to help you meet your need. 
Ah, let me keep going on this because I'm, I'm feeling that a lot of times we don't communicate what we need. We don't communicate what we feel because we think that even if we do it, it won't get met. You are deserving of your needs getting met. And on the flip side of that, allow people to help you. Allow people to grant you that, to partner with you and, and collaborate with you to help you get your needs met. It serves you nothing to hold that in because resentment is like, where are we doing? Where are we at? Where are we going? What you say? All that. You know, resentment is, is ready to harbor and fester and get and be toxic, right? Spread across your relationships, spread across your mind, your, your work, everything. So to end that, believing that you are deserving of whatever need it is that you have, and you are deserving of communicating that and receiving on the other side of that. Because a lot of times what happens when I see this with clients is they have a lot of fear right, of having these conversations. I'm going to tell them this big thing. And they tell them, tell them this big thing. They have this conversation and they realize, oh, it wasn't that bad. I, I just, fear was taken over. You know what I mean? Fear was taken over. It wasn't that bad. And for you, that gives you evidence in the future when you start to feel that resentment bubbling up for you. It's, it's, a, it's a marker for you in your evidence bank to say, I remember the last time when I had this need and I was feeling this overwhelming sensation of like, this is unfair. When I went to them and I told them about what I was going through, they responded with such kindness and care and we figured it out. And the, and the resentment went away. So the next time you go to do something, you'll think about that example. It will serve as evidence that it's possible for you to do it again. Okay? So resentment, as toxic as it can be, it's not something that you have to continue to dwell in and let it separate your marriage or let it come in between you and another friend or completely just rupture relationships or or you because it does a lot of deteriorating of you because you're angry and frustrated and you're holding on to that and the iron of holding on to that is hot you know so thinking through when are the times that you feel the most resentful towards that person that thing being able to do that prep work before you have a deep hearty conversation and that prep work is getting rid of the negative thoughts related to that. What are they going to think about me? What am I going to think about me? What does this say? You know, all of that. Get rid of that. Have the conversation. Be very specific about what you need and how you want that need to be met. And then look back on it. Okay, look back at it as evidence that you can do it again. I hope today's episode about resentment was helpful for you. Um, I would love to hear your takeaways. Inbox me or DM me. We don't say inbox, that's email. That's old. Actually, emails aren't that old. Anyways, DM me on Instagram. Find a post, comment, comment over on YouTube. Let me know your thoughts and your takeaways on this. And I'll see you in the next one.